0: Welcome back to another episode of Breaking Bread. I'm here with Jim Toscano and Mike Kunda. Welcome, guys. Yo, yo, yo. Three yo-yos hanging out for the (laughs) day. Uh, Thanks, Anthony. Good to be here. So, wait a minute. I I just want to get this straight. I don't know anyone who could perfect Sly's voice the way that Mike can. And I'm, like, not just saying that to, like, say it. Mike, like, you have the voice absolutely so down down packed like it's how long did it take you to do something like that 40 years
1: you know anthony i really i do want to thank you for saying that that is very very kind and and i never get sick of hearing that (laughs) but i don't think i do i really there's a there's a guy named david anthony and Mm -hmm. he does the best sylvester stallone i've ever heard um he really he he has something he's another level when it comes to doing Sly's voice. I think the thing with me is I have a little bit of everything. I don't think I really look like Sly. I don't think I really sound like Sly. But when you put the props on the hat, the, the leather jacket, you curl the lip and so on, I think you can get the mannerisms and then you have the essence of the character. So that's really what I try to do. But I re- I really thank you for saying that. That's very generous of you. Of course. <laughs>
2: I think the only one that does a better Sylvester Stallone impression is uh, Frank Stallone. He does a
0: pretty <laughs> damn good fly impression. <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, so for those of you who are listening, who I like, don't know, Jim and Mike here uh, created the Pretender movie. It's starring Mike and it was pr- produced and directed by uh, Jim. I just watched it last night. And I have to say, you know, truthfully speaking, I was in tears and I was in tears just because I know, no, no, no. no. It was, it, it was just, you know, listening to Mike's story, like, you know, it brought me back to my own childhood. I'm sure he gets that all the time, you know, when people talk about Rocky and the impact that it had on them and You know, just, you know, everything that he said about boxing and punching the bag a hundred thousand times, you had to move the holes in the wall. Like it was absolutely so inspirational. And I'm going through a very difficult time right now on my own. I just started my own business. So I needed to see something like that. And what you two both created is definitely, you know, it's going to be something that people look at 20, 30 years from now and say, you know, I want to do what they did.
2: That's awesome, man. That's great. That's, that's what it was all about, man. That's, that's pretty cool that uh, you got into it it that much. And uh, yeah, I think like, there's like, you know, with this film, since it came out, I mean, it's been a couple of years now and there's been like spikes in popularity of the film, you know, like uh, when it came out, it was super popular. And when Sly talked about it, Sly gave us a uh, Sly happened to watch the movie and then uh, just went to his Instagram organically and posted about it. And there was a big spike then too, of course. But what you're saying is cool because uh, between those spikes, I get me and Mike both, I'm sure Mike gets more than I do, get a person here or there that reaches out to us and says, I caught the movie. How cool. I I loved it. And, you know, I'm telling everyone about it. And we, I, you know, I had a, Uh, teacher reach out to me and say that he starts using it as a teaching tool for (laughs) in class so that that's that's cool that you say that man
1: absolutely it's it's funny about the pretender i'm always expecting people to say to me why aren't you on medication why aren't you seeking professional help What what's your problem and because you know i got that a lot growing up and and actually i I actually get that more from a lot of people online uh, nowadays. And like, especially let's say if, um, I'm going to just take a s- circular route here. Let's say on TikTok, right? Like I get massacred, eviscerated on TikTok. There are so many people that hate me and that think um, I, th- what they think is it's unbelievable. And then I just simply pinned a few videos of Sly talking about me and me hanging out with Sly and us at I agreed to. And then they go, Oh, and then I, I'll video and I'll say, why don't you go check out this documentary about my life? The pretender, if you see this, and if you still feel like I'm, I should be, you know, um, retired to the bottom of a lake somewhere, then okay. Jeez. Then I, sh- no problem. And, uh, almost always they come back. They almost always apologize. And they said, this is amazing. We just watched this pretender. It was nothing short of brilliant. And we're going to take your tour. And these were people who were calling me. um, uh, They had called me a um, fatter Rosie O'Donnell with down syndromes that was drugged through a riverbed. what?
0: Jim was trying to hold in his laughter the whole time. There.
1: I it's saw it. Jim was trying to
0: hold it in. <laughs> it's,
2: it's so, so tr- specific that I, I had to laugh.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A down wow. Rosie O'Donnell fatter down syndrome, Rosie O'Donnell. I mean, I, yeah. I like, wow. I didn't see that. <laughs> I mean, I know I packed down 20 pounds from COVID, but I'm yeah. down, I'm down nine. So I'm getting back to my pre COVID weight. I'm getting there, but. Jesus, day. so but I guess my what I'm what I what I'm coming to is that the pretender there were three major mom, moments in my life. And I'm not talking about when I met my wife or things in school, I, I, you know, the boxcar derby with the Boy Scouts or something like that. It was Rocky One, Rocky Balboa, and the pretender and the things that happened around that. The, there, were, there were moments that happened directly around that time, those times that changed me. Uh, very emotionally. Um, it made me a far better person. So yeah, Jim, the pretender made me a better person. <laughs>
0: yeah. Mike, I. Have, you know, the, oh, I, sorry, Jim. No, no, uh, no go. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Again, like the the point of the film was, you know, to and uh, Frank Sloan actually summed it up this way, and he said, "It's kind of a documentary about what makes Mike Kunda tick." You know, like it's kind of an analysis of, of Mike and. uh and we tried to leave it as, as open as possible for, for people to kind of interpret the film the way they want to, you know, and, you know, we hear a lot of good feedback and people feeling good about it. And, you know, I, I don't know, I, I don't get much feedback uh, of anyone having a negative reaction to it. I'm a couple here and there, a couple famous comedians, but, uh, but we definitely tried to leave it open to their interpretation and... Uh, uh, it's, it's been interesting. I kind of, I haven't talked about this in a long time, but me and Mike talked about it. The film was almost like a Rorschach test. You know, it's like you watch it and, uh, what you take away from it probably says a lot about that person, good or bad. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but that's kind of, uh, someone said that to me and I said, you know, it is, it is kind of like that. So
0: realistically speaking, the both of you can actually say that you made a movie with Sly. <laughs> you know that that was that was
1: very and and jim has some uh, he's got a a, a great uh, thing to cap this with but you know um i'll i'll talk about my end first mm-hmm. um so there was a different ending to the pretender which jim i'm sure will elaborate on and um we, none of us expected this to happen but i had been on the set of creed 2 uh in philadelphia at the victor cafe man I was um watching the drago rocky confrontation and there was some serious uh, involvement by all parties uh, sly wanted to go one way the director another drago another and so they had to all come together and make it happen anyways there was an hour break and so stallone goes outside to smoke a big stogie and um i had gone out see he had just two days earlier he had just endorsed me and my tour um on Instagram, which was huge, uh, just like Jim said, organically, and he had he had he had, he had endorsed me several times. So, uh, and but this was like one of the first, and I just went over to him and I just said, "Hey, Sly Mike Kunder from the Yoville Rocky Film Tour, thank you for the big shout out a couple of days ago." And the only way I could describe it, it was almost as if he was. It, it wasn't arrogant, but he took a pause, and. So he smokes a cigar, blows a big puff of smoke out and goes, "Yeah, I know who you are." And I'm like <laughs> in my mind I was like that 16-year-old girl that gets asked to the prom by the prom king. I was like oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <clears throat>
1: but you can't act that way because they revoke your man card when you did do that in front of Rocky and Rambo, you can't. So I was just like, "Yeah, of course, right?" And so he goes, "Come here." He goes, you got to tell me more about this tour. What what is this tour you do? And so I told him and back and forth. And he goes, never in a hundred years would I've ever thought about a tour. He goes, that's brilliant. He goes, you know, you really are like an ambassador to Rocky land. I want, I was so filled with emotions. I'm sure he saw how moist my eyes were getting. I said, oh my God, the guy that inspired me me to do something with my life is saying i'm an ambassador to rocky and it doesn't get any better than that and the next thing out of his mouth i mean i could have exploded and that would have i would have been happy to die right there he said mike give your camera with you and i said oh yeah (laughs) excuse me yeah he goes why don't you give it to my assistant sarah sarah why don't you video me and mike talking and we had been talking about the pretender and he goes Maybe you can use this footage in the pretender. Maybe you can put it up on your website for tours so people know we're connected. Uh, So I handed my, my phone to the, his assistant and I was like, yeah, here you go. As if, yeah, that's, that's how it's supposed to happen. And in my mind, I'm like, Oh my God, sweet baby Jesus. (laughs) This is, uh, I can't imagine. And we filmed the three minutes, uh, whatever it was uh, of the hour or 45, and 50 minutes. We were out there talking and you know, it's in it's in uh, the documentary jim what what was your thought on the on sly's involvement like that and what yeah. did you want to originally do
2: yeah so when i when we were making the film i i never really wanted it to be like uh well i, I never really wanted it to be like mike chasing sly you know like there's so many movies like that where like i started i think it started with that drew barrymore Yeah. Those guys. Yeah. what was it chasing drew or something chasing like drew that? right yeah. right and you know there was a bunch of those so you know I, of course i would have taken an interview i mean just to sit down with the guy would have been awesome of course yeah. but you know that didn't really come up and it wasn't really something honestly i didn't seek out because this is a story about mike you know it's not a story about sylvester stallone it's a story about mike it's a story about a person um and and their journey and You know, I kind of I still honestly, it's always funny saying this in front of Mike, but I don't know that it really works at the end, having him in there. You know, Stallone, he's in the credits, but, you know, there's these these moments uh, at the end of the film where it could have we went back and forth, my uh, partner and I, about where we're going to end this film. And, uh, you know, it could have easily ended with uh, Mike's mom. I don't know, Anthony, if you remember at the end, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: you know, she doesn't say much throughout the whole film, Mm -hmm. uh, but she's a huge presence there. And at the end, what does she say? He's my son, you know, and it's beautiful. I mean, it's beautiful. But then, you know, and it could have ended there. It could have also ended where Mike gives a final speech at the end where he's in his basement and he says, all I wanted to do, you know, was was uh you know be the best i could i just wanted this 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 moment this you know and, and that's what i and that's what i've done and he looks super happy with himself content you know and it could have totally ended there um and and it did for a while played in the festivals like that it ended with that with that you know i wanted to get that climax that that high point and go out you know Um and so it ran in the festivals like that most of them Yeah, all of them actually, because uh, we ended up getting picked up by the distributor for the film to, you know, and uh, right before we submitted the final film, uh, that clip came in from Sly and uh, it was, you know, the the mic wanted it in, the uh, distributor wanted it in, you know, they kind of, they don't think about it as much as like we do as the creative, like, that's not our vision, but they just thought, oh, Sly, then we can put, you know, so we put him in in the credits um, to to kind of make everyone happy, you know. Uh, but there's I don't know, Anthony. You have to tell me. Do you what do you think? Do you think it, you know, takes away from the, this this high point at the end, or what did you see when you saw the, the end of the film? How did you experience it?
0: So I see both sides of it. I see your side of it, Jim, and I see you know my side of it. I guess. Yeah. Just. I maybe I'm biased because I'm a big, big fan of slides. Like you know, I would die to have that in there. I'm not gonna lie, I would I would die to have it in there. Like Anthony, that's that's crazy. That was
1: my point, Anthony. Yeah. That was my huge point. Yeah, there are a million filmmakers in yeah. every continent of every corner of this friggin' planet that would sell their mother's dead corpse <laughs> to get sly at no charge, mind you, at no charge. To be in this now, I wonder. Th- I wonder what Sly would think. Yeah.
0: What
2: Sly would say if we asked him that about the ending? Like, because that's a good point. Kind of, because he's not impressed with himself. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, he's right. a director. Yeah. And I wonder what his. You know, he can take himself out of it. You know, and kind yeah. of what his opinion would be like, yeah, you didn't need me in there, or. Or, <laughs> i'll ask yeah i'll ask a lister
1: put me in, yeah. Yeah, yeah right yeah. yeah you know you know that's such a great question i definitely i definitely got to ask them but oh, it's great i i'll tell you if i had been a little more hands-on and i'm not a filmmaker nor did i live in detroit so i i couldn't be as hands-on as i i would like to have definitely contributed zoom meeting okay i lost oh there you are
0: there you are you are back
1: we're back? You're back. We're back. All right, I'm not back. I'm out. What do you mean? Uh I can't see anybody. Oh, really? we see you. Yeah. All right, wait a minute. I got a problem here. Open your eyes. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, it's uh contact us. Introducing apps. Get started.
0: <laughs> Jeez, Jim, you scared the
1: shit out of me. Come on, guy. <laughs>
2: I was trying to wake up Mike.
1: Uh, I got nothing. Can you hear us? Wait, there you are. I don't know what happened. And <laughs> we "All right, I'm here." All right. you want to edit that out? That little. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. I I can edit it.
1: No, leave uh, it, leave it. Because Mike was just talking
2: about how he wanted to be more part of the filmmaking. Meanwhile, we <laughs> built it up.
1: We got no. Exactly, exactly. Get out. <laughs> goodbye. So and. What I was saying before I get cut off again, um, I would have liked to have had, um, I would like to have had the picture with the book, then Sly, like have have the picture with the book, then have some filler in there, B roll, whatever, then have. Me talking with Stallone, then my little speech at the end, and then cut back to my mother, and then he's my son. That's like, look, he hung in there. He got the book to Sly. He became friends with Sly. He's on the set with him, dressed as Rocky and so on. And there you go. And then number one tour in Philly and blah, 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 blah. That, I thought, would have been, everyone would have been happy. But, you know, Anthony, the, the funny thing was, we, we interviewed Larry Holmes Larry Holmes played a minor role in my road towards boxing, which mm-hmm. was a great interview. We had Chuck Wetner, the guy who was the catalyst with the mm-hmm. boxing. We went out there and, and and interviewed him and so but and and I even though I would have been a little more hmm, a little more ferocious in in my thoughts on that, I think. I I'm okay with Jim and, and Danny's in and the team's decision not to go with that. I that's fine. I, I, I can see their point and I probably would have saw their point while editing was going on. Uh, but not, not the one with Stallone, that, that would have been a massive mistake not to put that in there. Massive.
0: How would you, so Mike, just one quick question that, that I'm dying to like, know. I know that we briefly spoke about it the last time that we talked so when you say that you and Sly are connected, do you mean like you could pick up the phone and give him a call when you like need to, or I'm I, I'm I'm just curious. Yeah. So I have I people don't know this.
1: Sly doesn't know this, and actually. Uh, 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 another friend of mine that's very connected to Sly that can do that, he doesn't even know this. I have Sly's number <laughs> that's on crazy. my phone. I, I have Frank's, too, and I've I've actually uh, corresponded with Frank. Uh, usually around the holidays, I, I mm-hmm. get a message from him or I'll just say, hey, you know, thanks again for all the kind words. I've never, I've never addressed Sly on it. I've never picked up the phone. I've never done anything like that. Um, all of our connections come from these amazing, beautiful uh, conversations on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He's very taken with my insight and thoughts about the Rocky series. And I <laughs> have very deep questions and he answers them in detail. Uh, w- maybe once a week, sometimes wow. more. He's very, very good. And about other movies too. And he's just, if he sees it, he answers. I, and I'm I could not be more appreciative of it. I just I don't have the cojones to call that number. Yeah, I got it. All, I, I got it a long time ago. I got it about fifteen years ago. If it's even his same number, I got it from a a, a mutual friend um uh, uh, had given it to me, um who had grown up with Stallone, um, mm-hmm.
0: back in uh, in Philly. Anyways, wow, wow, that is uh that's a dream come true. Like, did you ever see yourself being able, you know, having Sly's phone number in your phone?
1: Oh, yeah, I knew that early on. (laughs) I knew when I was 11 years old and I saw Rocky. This
0: guy's going to be my friend. No, (laughs) no,
1: you never, you never think of something like that. You know, you, you uh, like Jim, who, one thing I wanted to ask you, who is your, uh, I I know Anthony, this is your show, but I wanted to ask. (laughs) No, 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 go for it. I, I wanted to ask him this. Jim, who was your role model for filmmaking? Like, is it the typical Spielberg, Scorsese? Who inspired you filmmaking-wise?
2: So there's like two So the first thing when I realized, you know, as a kid, I always loved movies like any kid. But the first time I saw past the actors and realized, oh, there's a director and they they do all this stuff was when uh, DVDs first came out. And they, I watched Raging Bull with the commentary from Scorsese. Okay. And then that blew my mind. Like, what the? You know, he was talking about, you know, uh, I think I brought this up before, like the size of the ring, right? When, uh, when Jake LaMotta is doing well, yeah. he put together four boxing rings to make it huge and make him feel like he's floating and he's winning and he's free and he's, you know, all that stuff. And then when he starts getting beat up and things aren't going so well, Scorsese made a ring a quarter the size of a real ring. So he felt like a caged animal and he he couldn't move. And it, you know, and then they added animal sounds to the punches and it blew my mind. Like you you really I mean, I got chills right now. Like this, you can do this. This is what this is. And, And number two, this is a job. This is, you know, you know, crazy. So there was that. And then, um, you know, my love for like documentaries and, and the style of documentary that The Pretender is in uh, came from a, a bunch of, you know, just watching a ton of documentaries when I was a teenager and in my 20s and still. But uh, like just those, I like the the docs that are like not overproduced, you know, they're gritty and it's just a, a small crew like we had yeah. just getting the shots. And, you know, I was running the camera a lot of the times and uh you know there were there were movies like the king of kong have you guys ever seen that about the yeah the arcade uh rivalry mm-hmm, yeah. uh the king of kong i liked a, a lot um i liked um uh there was a movie about about tiffany i think we're alone now
1: <laughs> i think i really saw that too yeah
2: down and dirty doc and it kind of blew my mind uh so so documentaries from the 90s really are are like oh my okay. favorite because the technology wasn't that great but camcorders just came out yeah, and, You know, they were not just came out, but, you know, everyone could get a kid.
1: They were affordable for the everyday yeah. family yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. No, I,
2: I like that. I, I that's the kind of style I like. And and I, I, I told, you know, Mike before when the when the pretender came out and it's on Amazon and the algorithms are doing their thing. These other documentaries that pop up, you know, like if you like the pretender, you might also like X. Well, yeah. nine times out of 10, I do like X. You know, yeah. I mean, right. Dude. <laughs> is up there with the movie you know it, it worked you know basically it, did. It, it worked so that's what I love and and honestly like we have a couple projects that we're, we're kicking around trying to to kind of get off the ground and you know both me, me and my filmmaking buddy are like we got to go rogue man I mean we can we can afford and you know to get a little crew and do some things but I think it's a better product man I, I mean just having that camera in my hand as a director takes the middleman out of it yeah and also my partner danny we're so in sync now that you know we can speak shorthand and, and he knows like yeah there's the shot hold it. yeah bit, bit, you know yeah so that that's what inspired me It's scorsese of course and nice. uh, you know docs of the 90s kind of and they're kind of coming back now too
1: i never knew yeah. that about you I, I wanted to ask you that but we we had we had yeah. so much fun on on the rocky files <laughs> i i i didn't forget to ask you i just didn't get to it and uh, so i'm i'm very glad anthony thank you for allowing me to go yeah yeah of
0: course no these are the kind of talks that i love love the most i mean all all three of us are artists like you know and we're basically getting to know one another's like uh what Mm -hmm. makes us tick so like you know that's always the most interesting thing but uh jim um just out of curiosity a lot of people ask me uh how do you become like a like a filmmaker like what's the first step to like take what advice do you have uh for for them
2: yeah i, I think you know you know just do it as as always <laughs> From, yeah of course I, I, nike commercial but yeah. uh uh no really i mean that's it but i think just if you're starting out uh as a filmmaker or documentary filmmaker you know, don't worry so much about polish, you know, like just find a good story and mine a good story, you know, go dig, dig deep, get into it. And, uh, you know, get weird, man. Like <laughs> know, make it weird, dude, do, you know, do try stuff and, and, and do what you like. You know, that's the other thing is the the subject matter. You really got to love it because uh, it's a lot of work. It's, it's hard work and you really got to love the subject matter for it, uh, the product to come out right
1: so anthony one of the things that mm-hmm. it, it this is right to jim's point uh to piggyback that um when he first started filming the pretender he was a little unsure on the camera how to how to use it so you know when i got to, i had jim and i had a lot of conversations before this the filming started yeah. but jim sold himself to me as not only a nice guy which is three thousand percent true but also as a documentary filmmaker so when a documentary filmmaker shows up at your house with a camera you expect them to know how to take it out of the case yeah, it was brand new in my defense it was brand it new. was brand new <laughs> but that's Jim's point yeah. it, everything was just boom it took forever to happen and then when it happened it happened very quickly and then he had to drive out from Detroit and so it was a lot there was a lot going on and he's putting the camera together and and going over it at the house as we're about to start. And I'm thinking, Hmm, boy, what, I mean, what did we sign up for here? But again, if you have a passion for it, if you have the basic skills and and in Jim's case, he had more than the basic skills. I'm just saying, it's interesting to me that he kept, he just, you keep at it. It's, it's so true.
0: Yeah. How did you both, know that you were right for like this like project so Jim you know how did you know that Mike was going to be great to like work with and that the film was going to work and Mike how did you trust Jim with something so personal just from watching the uh, film I you know I know how much it means to you yeah. uh,
1: Jim why don't you go first
0: yeah yeah I I um
2: I think you know at first uh again we thought it was going to be like a little five minute short you know a little mini doc you know, worth going to Philly for the weekend. Uh, so that's how I thought, you know, day one going into it, but arrival day, uh, you know, I, I met Mike and Mike's parents, uh, and when I met his parents, it was all over, you know, I knew it was not going to be five minutes. This is a, this is something too good to waste a rush to, to uh, so that was a thing. And then, you know, the other thing too, and I've, I said this before when, uh, I met Mike, you know, people people exaggerate, right? And, you know, and, and, and I thought, well, oh, there's gotta be some exaggeration here, you know, about Mike and Rocky and how many times has he seen it. Uh, but then when I met him, it was all obvious. Like, okay, this is not, there's no bullshit here. This is years and years of proof. Like, that's why I, I like that you brought up the punching bag, then I moved it over. You know, he hit the bag in his basement so much that he rocked the, the Joyce loose. So he had to move it over and hit it for another couple of years, then maybe move it over, hit it for another couple of years. And that is that now that you say that, that is probably the point where I thought there is no denying that this is this story. Mike's story is hundred percent, the truth. You know, there's no exaggeration. You can't fake that punching bag in the face. Yeah. You can't do it. So it was, it was those things that kind of made me think this is special.
1: I'm a very trusting person. I I can read people very well very quickly, and that's why I don't have a lot of friends, because I don't trust most people. <laughs> I don't. I have very, very, very few friends, and uh, so when I met Jim, he J- Jim was uh, just a Rocky fan, and right away, that gave him an A-plus in my book, but then talking to him over the course of a few hours on a very freezing cold January day in Kensington, that says a lot about it to individuals, and then over time, we built a, a little friendship uh, online, back and forth, whatever, and, and then as we got closer to filming, it got to a point and I don't, I don't even know if I've talked about this and I'm sure Jim remembers this before filming started, I was working at a paint store uh, delivering paint to job sites and I would deliver 4,000 gallons in a van. It sucked. It was horrible. And I remember I just got done with this one uh, delivery and I had pulled over and I was doing the Rocky stuff part-time and um, I had a, I have a manager who's a good guy, really good guy. Uh, but you know, he has a particular set of, opinions and views that maybe i i don't necessarily always agree with and so uh i didn't overly include him in this and uh his his one suggestion was make sure you get a lawyer and and you have this guy drop contracts and all this stuff and i thought all right i saw a lot of things on the news whatever maybe there's legitimacy there and i remember calling jim from the van he goes Mike, wait a minute. This is all over. It's done. I don't have money for a lawyer. I don't have that. I, I'm a Midwest, that a Midwest guy. Accent? I, yeah. No, I, that's a horror. <laughs> See, I could do a better one. I'm at the bar in my car. Yeah. I don't have uh, I'm already in the car, Mike. I I'm can't in the go car. home. <laughs> I can't go home. And so, and then Jim said, it's all over. And, and I was like, no, he didn't say it was all over. He goes, no, hey, that's yeah, what you want to do.
2: I can't I pursue seen. this. I haven't thought about that in a long That You refresh my memory. I haven't thought about that. I just, You know what? I I remember what I said. I was like, man, this is supposed to be for fun. Like I was working at an ad agency back then yeah. and I had to deal with legal, you know, legal and copyright. And I thought, oh, this is supposed to be fun, man. I don't want to. My
1: wanna wife and, and my parents, my brother, they were all in my manager's camp. They were like, uh-huh. "Don't do this. This guy's gonna this this guy's gonna you know uh, screw you over, or yeah. whatever. He's it's all about him. He's gonna get lots of money off of this, and you're not gonna yeah. see nothing." And I go, and I and this is what I told everybody. I said, "You know what? That's okay. Yeah. Because he can get all the money he wants. I don't want any money. I don't need yeah. any money. I'm I'm working here. Um, and and when I walked away from them, they were all against it. And then Jim had said what he just said. Now yeah. this is supposed to be for fun." This is just two Rocky fans getting together and we're going to film one of the Rocky fans. And I said, that's it. This is the guy I trust. I never regretted it once. Not once. Jim is a man of his word, as is Danny and his crew. Um, I I got to meet his uh, both their families, really. And so for me, uh, Jim has gone past being just a, a friend. He's like a quasi brother, really. Um, he's just I just trust him implicitly We had an option to do uh, I, was, I was asked to be part of a, a uh, Pretender Like series that's going to be coming out soon And uh, or Supposedly coming out soon And I, I listened to this individual who, who brought it to me And I don't know There was something there it, it didn't seem right to me Just something about his whole concept And then this individual had sent me Several videos of trailers And I wish him good luck. And if he sees this, no hard feelings or anything. But there's just something that just came across as insincere. Just didn't feel right to me. But I understood. So I think the pretender inspired him. And I said, listen, I said, the only way I'll do this with you is if you if you bring Toscano on board and and his people or have him in some type of producing kind of way. I said, because I had opened up myself, my heart, my family to this. I said, I'm not going to do that again unless I trust someone. I said, I just don't give that trust out very easily. And Jim and I spoke about it at length. Yeah. And Jim didn't feel real good about it. Yeah. And neither did I. And and the other thing was, you know, this guy he didn't have any any money to give for it. And it was the pretender did not make either of us rich. The <laughs> pretender. The spinoff from that, I got a lot of tours. I sold a bunch of books from the pretender. So that's how I got money on it. I didn't expect that, but that's what happened. Jim, how, did the Pretender help you in a way?
2: Oh yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's it's like uh, a calling card now. You know, I, I it opened it opened so many doors and opportunities, and uh, you know, a lot of great people have have seen the film. Oh, you'll like this one, Mike. Have seen the film and uh, you know, reached out for projects or other yeah. documentaries, and uh, you know, so it, it's 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 been great. Even like corporate documentaries, we're actually starting to documentary in detroit here and, and and uh them just knowing like seeing your film and uh seeing the success they're like you know called us for that so th- that helps a lot but i oh no you know this i got it from a podcast you're on so the you're on the podcast and the writer of die hard 2 yes the that, the director, yeah. that's crazy <laughs> how insane was that Yeah, that was, that was hilarious. So Anthony, so the the writer of Die Hard 2, it's kind of a long story, but saw the film and recommended it to some other guy, you know? So that, that was, and then they had Mike on as a guest. That's a
0: huge compliment. That's a huge compliment. I know. Huge compliment to both of you.
2: Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's been nuts. I mean, everyone, you know, from Sly posting about it, Frank Stallone, you know, Sebastian Montescalco, right? Nick Vallelonga came to the to the Beverly Hills premiere. Yeah, event.
1: Oscar winner, wrote uh, the the Green Book, right?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just like I mean, that stuff just blows my mind. So
1: we got Derek John, Derek Wayne Johnson, who's worked with the Stallones um, quite often. He's done some great projects. He's doing, a, I believe, he's doing a horror movie now down in Texas. Uh, and Derek was a big fan of it too. Yeah. So you know, and and the people that we don't even know. Like I've heard ru- rumors of this one or that one, but I'm always getting people reaching out, always yeah. reaching out yeah. about the this pretend people. I don't know on social media, sending me uh, d- DMs, just thanking us for doing this film. And I thought, okay, like, I guess we yeah. did okay. then. Like
2: I, I think I get a, one ding a day, you know, someone, a new follower. And I know exactly what it means. I just saw the film yeah, and they wanted to connect, you know, it's like one a day, which is, is consistent, which is so cool. So, yeah
0: do you guys plan on uh, getting together for any future projects?
2: I don't know. It's like, you know, I, I was going to say earlier too, I, I think, you know, with that series that Mike mentioned and everything, I think we really captured something special, you know, like lightning in a bottle. I mean, it's not the most lightning you've ever seen, Mm -hmm. but a little piece of lightning in a bottle. I, 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 really am proud of what we did and I don't think it could be recreated, but but uh, I, but never say never, you know. Not yep. not that we do pretender two or anything like that, but mm-hmm. yes, you know something. Sure, why not?
1: I would like to do a project, a a definite project. Like I thought it would be great to have Jim fall like for like I don't know maybe two weeks, book a whole bunch of tours and just follow us and and do a show what was on tours and just interview people and talking about their stories, because that's one of the things that the stories I get from people are so remarkable. They're from around the world. And these are, these are, I think Jim would, would have a, a really good take on people's stories and and putting it together. I I think there is something there um, that would be a nice bookend to the pretender. It, It wouldn't, you wouldn't be go- It wouldn't be. It would be a different. It would have I mean, it would have the same feel, but it would have a different feel. You know, it would be in that genre, but it would still be its own thing. And I really think it will be a beautiful bookend to the pretender. I do. But the mm-hmm. trick is this time is to get someone to pay for it this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> is there anything else that you'd like to tell the audience before we wrap it up today?
1: Uh, no, just uh, that's it. You said it right there. And no dream is improbable. Follow me on TikTok Rocky T I C K Rocky TikTok Rocky on uh, TikTok and on Instagram. The Philly Rocky Film Tour. I'm
0: there. Yeah. What about you, Jim?
2: Yeah. No. Just uh, you know, I check out the film. I appreciate people watching the film, and and I'm always happy to to hear uh, what they thought of it, good good or bad. You know, like I said, it's kind of a a Rorschach test, but I I, I love to I love for people to enjoy it, and I love hearing about it. So.